In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the third Sunday of the month of Kiach, where we are reading the entire first chapter of the Gospel of St. Luke. And today, um, in the reading, we read about when St. Mary um, finds out that her cousin Elizabeth is pregnant, and she goes to serve her during the time of her pregnancy. And while she is there, she says this uh, famous prayer, um, like rejoicing in God for all it is that he is doing, both for her and for her relative. And one of the things that she says in this prayer, uh, in, in verse 51, is he has scattered the proud in the imagination uh, of their hearts. And the theme of the prayer that she prays is how God exalts the lowly and brings down the prideful. So I want to speak a little bit about pride. Um, and the pride that, that maybe we see, the spirit of pride that is working in the world um, and maybe also seeps into us uh, and, and how we can understand it. Um, what happens when a person is tempted with pride? The first thing uh, that happens when a person is tempted with pride is they forget God because a person who is tempted with pride considers themselves to be kind of the authority or the ruler of their own life, having control over things. Um, and so they forget God, who is the, the actual creator, the actual controller, the Pantocrator. They forget about him because they feel like um, they are not in need of him. Um, Moses, whenever he was speaking to the Israelites before entering the promised land, in Deuteronomy chapter 8, he says, when your heart is lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you up, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Um, God is anticipating because he knows that the people, when they fall into pride, they're going to forget. They're going to consider themselves to be a powerful nation. They're going to be able to subdue their enemies. They're not going to see themselves as a wandering people anymore who are in need of God's mercy and need of God's protection, um, a need of the provision that comes only from God. They're going to think of themselves now having achieved um, victory over their enemies, that they will be, have become something great, and they will begin to forget God. And certainly this is what happened. Um, and, and even though during the 40 years in the wilderness, the people were so um, reliant on God for everything, and he would be the one to lead them by day and by night with the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire. He would provide them food in the form of the manna. He would um, prevent their clothes from wearing out. Um, everything that the people did, they did it by following God and he was leading them and it was clear to them that they were being led. But the moment that they arrived um, into the promised land and began to subdue their enemies and began to feel powerful, this is when they started to go astray and they started to ignore God. So we also sometimes when we fall into pride, um, we begin to think less about God. We begin to not really remember him so much. It's not necessarily an active uh, resistance or uh, an, uh, like an explicit rejection of him, but we, we simply just don't see him as much. We don't recognize him as much. We don't care as much um, to, to live a life that is pleasing to him, and instead we, we leave a, live a life that maybe is just pleasing to ourselves. So one of the reasons that um, or one of the things that happen when a person is tempted with pride is they, they forget God. The second thing is they focus more on themselves and, and their accomplishments. Um, the, the, the focus for someone who is prideful is on their achievements. Um, maybe I'm prideful because I look at myself and I see there is some kind of success. Um, also in chapter 8 of Deuteronomy, um, says, Then you say in your heart, My power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. Maybe we forget even that the reason we are here and the things that we have achieved, which are good, are given to us by God, are he allowed us to achieve it by granting us everything. 
that we needed in order to achieve. It's 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 yes, of of course, any achievement that we make, it's in a participation, a cooperation between us and God. It's not only God by Himself. We we did our part in order to achieve, but maybe we forget um, how much God had a role to play in the things that we have achieved and the goals that we have. And so, the prideful person, the focus is very much on themselves. Um, they see themselves as the only ones they can rely on. They see themselves as the only one who can achieve anything and that maybe God or other people are irrelevant. Um, even when we look at other people, how many times do children rebel against their parents, forgetting the fact that the only reason that they are where they are is because the parents spent decades taking care of them, decades nurturing them, decades giving of what was them, their own to them and sacrificing for them. And now that the children are on their own and grown and independent, they think, you know what? Uh, I can do anything. I can. I can. I don't need anyone. Well, yeah, may maybe you don't need anyone now because people gave everything up for you for so long to get you to where you are. Um, so maybe sometimes when we focus on ourselves or when we're prideful, we focus on ourselves and our own accomplishments and forget all the people, whether God or others, that worked in order to get us to where we are. Um, the third thing that happens when a person is tempted with pride is that they assume that their prosperity will last forever. Uh, in Obadiah chapter 1, it says, The pride of your heart has deceived you. You who dwell in the clefts of the rock, whose habitation is high, you who say in your heart, Who will bring me down to the ground? Who will bring me down to the ground? A person who has experienced nothing but success in their life thinks that maybe this success will last forever. Their accomplishments are unbreakable. Um, they are above reproach. Nothing can happen in the world to break them, to break them, or to bring them down to a very low place. And so they find themselves believing that they are invincible and that they are secure in their position without the need of God. This is a person who is prideful. They don't see themselves in need of the mercy of God. They don't see themselves as being fragile or vulnerable or 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 easily destroyed or easily broken um, they don't focus at all on their weaknesses or see in what way they could fall but instead they believe that whatever success they have achieved is something that is going to last forever it will never be taken from me and nothing that i do will cause it um, to fail we see this maybe in in different public figures who fall into various scandals um, because they, f they, they reach a, a point where they think um, I am above reproach and no one can touch me and I can do anything I want and I can abuse my role and my position as much as I want um, because I am, I'm a, I, I am above the law or I'm above um, anyone catching me or, or any consequence of my actions. So a person who is filled with pride um, might believe that their prosperity um, will last forever. Um, the fourth thing that is a person who with pride is tempted with is that they are always in conflict um, with other people. A person who is prideful um, is not able to make peace with others because they're not willing to yield. They're not willing to. Um, they're, they're not willing to to concede. They're not willing to compromise. In Proverbs 13, it says, "By pride comes nothing but strife." Um, when when people get together, of course, we know that. There can be disagreements and conflicts, and how is it that these conflicts are resolved? If both people refuse to yield, if both people refuse to compromise, if both people are adamant that their way is the only way, um, then they will never achieve any kind of peace or reconciliation um, because each one is caring so much just on being right. Um, and so a person who is prideful gets into many, many conflicts. And, and, and a lot of times this person who is getting into these conflicts is always blaming others. 
maybe this person is getting into conflicts with so many different people and yet they do not see that they are the problem they see that everyone around them is the problem everyone around them is wrong everyone around them um, needs to change but maybe actually they are the ones that need to change so it's something we can ask ourselves like if I'm getting into conflict with so many people why is that is it something about everyone around me <coughs> or maybe it is something about me um, also a person who is prideful can manipulate um, others to get what they want instead of respecting uh, the other instead of being transparent and open they see that other people are just a means to an end for them and so if I manipulate um, whether through deception or, or otherwise or intimidation um, other people then and get what I want from them then this furthers my goals it's uh, it's it furthers my goals and so because I don't have respect really for others and I care the most about myself and my own goals then I'm willing to do this and I feel successful and and I feel like I've done something good um, because I was able to manipulate the people around me to get what I want so a prideful person um, is in conflict with others and does not have a good relationship with others the last point I want to mention is the prideful person never admits their faults um, when God was rebuking the people um, for their sin um, and speaking to them about their destruction and what is it that would happen to them and their exile um, the people instead of being repenting instead of feeling sorrow for what is it that they have done to sin against God they stood kind of adamantly against him and they they challenged him um, it says all the people will know Ephraim and the inhabitants of Samaria who say in pride and arrogance of heart the bricks have fallen down but we will rebuild with hewn stones the sycamores are cut down but we will replace them with cedars essentially challenging God and said if you destroy us we will rebuild if you if you fight us we will fight you um, the the people who built the Tower of Babel um, built a tall tower thinking they could reach the heavens and 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 kind of outsmart God and if you were to send another flood on the earth well, we can climb up our tower and be safe um, and, and no one can harm us. And, and the prideful person thinks that they are even greater than God. They are smarter than God. They can outsmart him and they know what is better for themselves than God knows. Um, and for such a person, um, even great losses um, are often not enough to teach them lessons. You know, one of the way that God teaches us lessons is through trials. But a person who struggles in pride is not easily taught. Um, through the losses that they might experience and they do not apologize and they stand kind of adamantly against anyone who disagrees um, with them and never admits that they were wrong never admits that they had committed the sin never admits that they could have done something better or differently um, and they always find a way to justify their actions so these are just very quickly five points about what happens when a person is tempted with pride. The first is they forget God. The second is they focus on themselves and their accomplishments. The third, they assume that prosperity will last forever. The fourth, they are always in strife with others. And then the five, the fifth, they never admit their faults. And so certainly the, the, the world is categorized with the spirit of pride and all these things. And so we ask God to protect us from this pride, to always humble us and to remind us that God is our father and that we rely on him and submit to his will. And in this way, we actually um, produce the best outcome for ourselves, trusting that God is loving and he knows what is best for us. And glory be to God forever. Amen.